The Rudy Giuliani Show. Hello, America. You're listening to The Rudy Giuliani Show, and thank you for tuning in. It was a long weekend in New York. Once again, a weekend of significant violence, shootings all over every borough. Uh, In fact, uh, kind of picked up on Sunday, and uh, the shootings were quite rampant in every single borough. Uh, I think the youngest was 12 and the oldest was about 68 that was shot. And uh, just increasing the fear and the uh, outrage of New Yorkers. But, of course, it's not very different all over the country. I was listening to Chicago radio this morning, and I I, I don't want to say the number because I didn't get it exactly right, but it seemed to me we were talking like 30 or 40 or something. And they were they were decrying the fact that nobody cares anymore, and that uh, you know Black Lives Matter pays no attention, the elected officials don't pay any attention. Um, a mother a mother and daughter were hit by stray bullets in the Bronx. Stray bullets, which gives you an idea that this is the Wild West, right? And since six p.m. on Sunday, just Sunday, okay, just Sunday, there are nine separate incidents. Uh, Bronx, Brooklyn, one in Staten Island. <sighs> and Eric Adams blamed it on the court. We'll talk about Eric Adams in a minute. Uh, and uh, what a disappointment. What a disappointment. A terrible, terrible disappointment. But Leah Thomas has been nominated for NCAA, uh, NCAA Woman of the Year Award. Ta-da, ta-da, da Ta-da! <laughs> Are we going crazy? Yes. We're nuts. You, you're up there for nomination to the Supreme Court of the United States. You've been practicing for weeks how to distinguish cases. Are they going to overturn Roe against Wade? What do you think of the interstate commerce clause? Has it been extended too far? And then you're asked one simple question. Can you define a woman? No. (laughs) But don't you think that disqualifies you for the Supreme Court? I think it disqualifies you for the Supreme Court. You can't define a woman well, I don't know. I mean, what's your problem? Is it, I mean, re- religiously, the Bible defines a woman, I think, uh, in the first chapter of Genesis. You know, God made them uh, man and woman, right? Each and each animal species, he made a male and a female. Doesn't the Bible say that? I think I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got a good biblical definition of it. I can't go into great detail about the physiological definition because I probably get thrown off the radio, but... I've always been able to tell the difference. Maybe I should go. Maybe I should go on the Supreme Court because I know the difference between a man and a woman. The woman on the Supreme Court does not. And then the professor, with Senator Hawley, who says that even asked a question is to create violence. That's right. If I ask, are you a man or a woman? And I have a little doubt about that because, you know. You got something hanging down that looks like a man. If I have any doubt, then I'm causing trouble. 
But let's get serious. I mean, there are, there, there are, this is a very serious thing because this is not a joke and this is not uh, just an aberration. This, this is part of a concerted effort on the part of the communists to destroy morality in America and to make us into an absurd, ridiculous, silly country. Because for us to have these discussions means that they have reduced our uh, good size of our population and an educated part of our population to a bunch of either communists or mush brains. And they're just take, taking their brains out of their heads and squash them. When uh, that woman sits there and says, I can't, I can't define a woman, and then we put her on the Supreme Court, we kind of, we kind of ended things, didn't we? I mean... We got it. We've got it. We have got to get back to common sense. We got to get these people out of office. We got to get back to common sense. Whether you're a man or a woman is defined by your uh, phys- phys- physiology and by biology and science, not by uh, wokeness or communism or socialism or destruction of morals. Now, the, the mayor is playing a terrible, terrible game with us. And I asked Curtis to come in because I want, I actually want, I want to be sure you understand what I'm doing. And I want Curtis to look at it just to check me out because I'm having a hard time believing he deceived in the way that he just did. And that the press let him get away with it because they're a bunch of, I don't know what they are. So yesterday, it says Sunday here, Mayor Eric Adams on Sunday crowed about the decrease in city murders and shootings last month compared to June 2021, even as other major crimes soared. Now, in June of last year, June of this year, crime went up this year 38%. Yep. However, murder uh, went down, according to Adams, 31.6% in June. But I, I want you to take a look at... I. I started something called Comstat. Yeah. <laughs> I think nobody knows it better than I do. And three years before I left office, I decided to publish it every week because I felt I was going to be succeeded by an irresponsible Democrat who was going to create a lot of crime in the city. And this would act as a, as a discipline yes. on that person. And, and for 10 years, I never had to worry about it because I had Kelly and I had Bloomberg. And they kept improving pretty much every year. Every once in a while, there'd be a little slide back. They'd go fix it, get better. I mean, I can't say enough about what a good job they did. But I want you to look now. So he's saying in, in, in June, murder went down. Great. We're going in the right direction. Now, what does this say about July? It's up. We're yeah. talking 40%. Yeah. yeah, it's up 40%. Yeah, now, remember where he said this yesterday, WBLS a friendly station. They're never going to cross-examine him, never going to question him. Probably they don't even know about Comstat. He would never say that to you or to me or to James Golden well, isn't or there to a Kelly. Single, isn't there a single reporter in the city that uh, sees that and then just you just have to go online. You put in all you have to do, uh, lazy guys, is you put in NYC crime stats. First thing that comes up is, uh, is uh, uh, Comstat. You hit the uh, the current number, and there it is, right there. Yeah, but Rudy, you're failing to realize that Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan to deal with crime, his complexion is his protection. They're not going to challenge him. 
Meanwhile, he said, he said this yesterday on WBLS. All the reporters were privy to it. They all have access to what you created, Comstat, so that we, the citizens, can follow crime patterns in our precincts and around the city, which was great because before that, we'd have to wait a year. We'd have to wait a year to get the crime stats. And yet they didn't decide to contradict him, even though they have the stats in front of them. Why? Because remember when he chastised the media when he came back from Albany and he never named and shamed anybody about the no-cash bail system and he didn't get anything he wanted. And then he yelled at the media, you cannot judge me because you don't walk in the skin that I walk. How dare you? And they've been quiet ever since, like sheep. Yeah, I mean, but this is really outrageous. I mean, he goes back. He goes back a month. He leads people to believe we're going in the right direction. 41% difference between last July and, yes. and this July, is a, that is a dramatic difference. That's a lot of, lot of murders. I mean, these are people that are dead. It's not, you can't make this up. And they're everywhere. You see, years ago, they used to be limited to certain neighborhoods where you could kind of figure out they had high crime, especially in the era of crack. Now it could happen anywhere, anytime, any place. Yesterday, Mr. Mayor, I was on a 345. I went absolutely berserk. I almost jumped through the window. 300 marauders coming up 3rd Avenue on their ATVs, their quads, their dirt bikes. Greg Kelly earlier indicated that he had seen them also at a different time, a different place. They cruised the city defiantly. So I walked two blocks up. I walked into the 17th precinct. They saw me coming. They said, I know why you're here, Curtis. We're not permitted to do anything about them. You're not permitted to do anything about them? They're not permitted to do anything about them. What they do is they drive by cars, they kick in cars, they surround cars. Wait, wait, wait. They, they destroy property, and the cops can't do anything about it. Nothing. And by the way, most well, of those— where, where, where does that order come from? That's not, that can't even be bragged, right? That's got to be the PD. No, that's the PD who's missing in action. See well. You never see her. And actually, the real police commissioner, he's— not ready for prime time, Eric Adams. And it's a holdover from the de Blasio administration when they let him do whatever they want, marauding up and down the streets in New York City. ATVs, quads, dirt bikes. What about, and what about this other one that, that, that uh, this, this woman, uh, Miss La- LaCroix, who was beaten up because she's a Trump supporter? And uh, this was a week ago, correct? Yeah. And there, there is a picture of the three uh, young women Clear as, as you could possibly be. July 9th. It's a, it's a week later. They've, they haven't been caught, have they? No. I call them SWA, Sisters with Attitude, because they had an attitude on the bus. They look at her. She happened to be the only white uh, person on that bus that was going down Woodhaven Boulevard. Uh, they said. 57 years old, right, a grandmother. Right. They said, oh, you like Trump? She says, I love Trump. Then they gave her the beatdown of her life. They're beating her up. Nobody on the bus gets involved. The bus driver doesn't get involved. And when they're passing St. John's Cemetery along Woodhaven, because they're going south on Woodhaven Boulevard. Yeah, I know. My, they, my, my, my parents are buried there. Yeah, my grandparents are buried there, too, also. They say to her, you see that cemetery? We're going to bury you there. They get off the bus. They're smiling, high-fiving one another like jackals, like hyenas. We have perfect photos of them. Now, do you think that Eric Adams and Police Commissioner Sewell have prioritized this as a hate crime? Uh, what do you think would have happened if we switch switch this around? We make it a we make it a fifty seven year old, very sweet, very nice black woman, uh, and three crazy uh, criminal uh, b- uh, white girls with MAGA hats on. You with gotta put the MAGA hats on, and they and they say uh, we love uh, Barack Obama. 
She says, I love Barack Obama. And then they beat the living daylights out of her. They tell her that they're going to put her in. And they actually pointed to the cemetery and said, that's where I'm going to bury you. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then they say, you're going to get what you deserve. All white people are going to get what they deserve. Mm. Doesn't this become a teaching moment for Adams? Sure. You know, it's like, look, we've already seen all these hate crimes against Asians, against Jews. They keep rising. This case, a grandmother, a white grandmother. Isn't this the opportunity for a black mayor? Yes. To be able to talk to his people. Yeah. The way I would talk to, I remember, I mean, I think you probably remember when the firefighters and the police officers dragged the body in the Rockaway the Rockaway broad, Jas- broad Channel. Yeah, Broad Channel Parade. Yeah. You I fired them. And I used it as a teaching moment. And you know who went at you? Norman Siegel of yeah. the New York Civil yeah, yeah, Liberties yeah, Union. You said, pro- you can't do that. But I did that to say to white people, you don't do that. Yes. And I did the same thing uh, when 9-11 happened. The first thing I said was, you, you better not touch any uh, Arab people. And in, in, in this case, we see the three black women. They're smiling in the camera. You know there are people who know who they are already, and they believe in the these concept. Picture, these pictures are as clear as they can possibly be. This is a fairly uh, fairly small section of Queens. I yeah. know it well. My friend Peter Powers grew up there. You probably know it really oh, well. Yeah. I uh, lived there for a while. My, uncle, my two, uh, two youngest my boys, uncle, Carter my, and Hunter. My uncle lived there. I played ball there. Uh, I think you and I could find these girls. Easily. <laughs> I saw your former police commissioner and former correctional commissioner the other day, Bernie Kerry. Oh, Bernie, get him in a minute. No doubt. By himself, by the way. By himself, yeah. yeah. And yet, this is not prioritized. I bet you we go to the precinct. It's a week. It's a week. This is not prioritized. Of course not. Why? Trump supported. Well, this city and this country will never be united until something like this is prioritized. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Thanks, Curtis. America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, you should know that New York City, according to the Wallet Hub, which compared the quality of services received to the bo- total budget of 150 of the largest U.S. cities, ranked New York City uh, not, not the worst. That was Washington, D.C. Not the second worst. That was San Francisco. But number three, uh, if you look at the first eight or ten uh, and you ask, what do they have in common? They're all run by progressive Democrat mayors. I told you a long time ago, Democrats should never run cities. They don't know how to do it. They are too impractical to be executives. Uh, the, the good ones can make decent congressmen or senators. A lot of them aren't, but try to get them to balance the budget, forget it. Try to get them to bring down crime, they get frightened and scared. And then they start lying the way Adams just did about the fact that murder was down. He made it appear as if murder was down by just using the June statistics. And he knew that the press would let him go and not take a look at Comstat. Um, he forgets that I started it and I look at it. And um, this is in a game. This is about people living and dying. And uh, seven or eight out of ten lives at stake here are black, by the way. Unbelievable. Well, Pennsylvania attempted to change its laws so that you could have fair elections, and they kind of blew that um, because the governor vetoed uh, <laughs> vetoed the parts that have to do with voter ID, and it and he vetoed the parts uh, that um, 
basically what they wanted to do in Pennsylvania was they wanted to 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 count the vote uh, before Election Day on the early vote. So it doesn't take two and a half weeks to count the vote so they can keep adding in fraudulent votes like they did last time. Well, of course, the Democratic governor vetoed that. For what reason would you not want the vote uh, uh, pre-counted other than to stretch it out so you could cheat when you wanted to? For what reason would you not want voters to identify themselves so you can cheat? Well, they did it. They did it. Um, they did it in world class fashion in uh, 2020. Uh, 2000 mules proves it beyond any doubt. So does the report that was done uh, last week and maybe 50 to 55. Uh, well, I have 300 affidavits. I can't use all of them. I would say I'd let you look at 50 and uh, you would see beyond any doubt that the vote in Pennsylvania was stolen in 2020. And they're looking uh, to preserve as much of that garbage as possible. Why would the governor veto voter identification? you got to identify yourself to get on an airplane, but not when you go vote in crooked Philadelphia. I don't think, I'm not sure Philadelphia would survive doing an election, honestly. It would be such a culture shock. You know, it would be, like people said to me, how do you know that they cheated in Philadelphia on the, in the election. I said, because it's an election. And they cheat in every election. And they're not going to miss cheating on this election. It was too big an election. They had all the buses from, from, from Camden ready to come in and bring the people in. This time they went, they went really, really, really big time, however. I mean... Um, well... It's time, it's time for us to really focus in on the fact that they really are um, at a point in which our country is in grave jeopardy. What Biden did on this trip has to be the straw that broke the camel's back. It really does. I mean, before the whole world, he, he showed that our president is non-compass menace that we have a president that doesn't have a brain. Uh, his explanations were idiotic. He looked like he didn't know where he was. He can't, couldn't make up his mind whether to shake, hand or, or shake hands or fist pump. Now we have a dispute as to whether or not he brought up uh, Khashoggi's murder or not. The, the uh, foreign minister of Saudi Arabia says that Biden didn't bring it up. Biden says that he did. Do we have a transcript? Or, or do, or, I mean, don't don't they keep transcripts of these things? I remember we had to go to the transcript to prove that Trump didn't do anything wrong in the conversation with Zelensky. Uh, Shifty Schiff lied about it anyway, but um, there, there was the transcript. And uh, well, can't we go to the transcript and see whether did Biden mention the murder of Khashoggi since? I mean, he's the one who put himself in the spot by saying that the guy was a pariah and he'd never deal with him. But he went there and he begged him for oil. And what was he told? He was told, because no one has any respect for him, (laughs) go pound sand. And there's plenty of sand to pound in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Go pound sand, pal. Take your your camel back. Now, he he didn't have to be there. He could have gone to... (laughs) He could have gone to North Dakota or South Dakota to get that oil. He could have gone to uh, uh, Pennsylvania to get it. 
He could have started fracking in New York. Boy, I'd take him up to Marcellus, New York, and I'll give him a glass of Marcellus water. Did you ever see the picture of me drinking the fracking water? I'm going to put that out. I did it during Andrew's campaign. I went up to Marcellus, New York, where the, I think it's the second biggest shale formation in the world, kind of lets out. It's the, it's the start of it. And some of the water comes flowing out from way, way down below the earth, way down below the earth, which is what fracking is all about. You go, that, 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 they, they, after they thought they had all the oil you could get, they went much, much deeper and they found oil. And then they found out if you go horizontal, you can find natural gas. You put it together and we could be one or two in the world in terms of reserves. Well, we'll be uh, right back right after this and we will uh, talk to you about this and a lot of other things. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. Uh, I don't know uh, if you uh, saw the woman who was, uh, I guess she and her her child were being attacked by uh, this guy who was uh, shooting and and threatening them. And uh, and all of a sudden, you know, the police uh, used a sharp uh, shooter who killed the guy who would have killed them. And then all of a sudden... A demonstration uh, started in in Minneapolis, you know, home to the George Floyd uh, uh, situation, and they were protesting against the against the cop. Well, the woman showed up. The woman who was saved by by the uh, police officer and the sharpshooter, whose child could have been dead and she could have been dead, and she really gave it to them. She said, "This is not a George uh, Floyd situation. George Floyd was unarmed." This is not okay. He tried to kill me in front of my kids. You know, my, my kids have to deal with this and probably have a mental illness now because they almost lost their lives. There's bullet holes in my kitchen because he sat in the effing hallway watching me move. He tried to kill me in front of my kids. This guy Sunberg did the killing. He's a 20-year-old uh, shooter who was adopted from Ethiopia. He had many siblings. And his adopted uh, parents apologized. Uh, Cindy Sunberg, the the mother of the adoptive mother, said, I wish I could wrap my arms around her and tell her I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry she had to experience that. I'm so sorry for her pain. Tekel was an imperfect human, as we all are imperfect humans, and he did not deserve to be picked off like an animal from a rooftop, the mother said. Hey, mom. I don't know that. I, it, 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 come on. He's trying to kill a woman and a child. What's the cop supposed to do? Wait until he kills them? I, I don't get this. I mean, we, we were go, we were going, we were getting some there. We were getting somewhere for a little while uh, with this woman, with this uh, Cindy Sunberg, who adopted this guy from Ethiopia, who tried to kill this woman and a child. He was an imperfect human. We're all imperfect. We all try to kill a mother and a child. Now maybe I can see part of the problem here. 
But I mean, this is this 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 is the reason why we cannot be unarmed. Now, this was a police officer in this case. In another case, we had a we had a civilian who was armed that saved people. But um, this doesn't happen if if our Second Amendment rights are taken away from us. And to have a Black Lives Matter out there going after this cop. I mean, what they should be doing is give him an award because he did something to save black lives, whereas Black Lives Matter uh, gets cops killed and does nothing for black lives except increases the number of homicides uh, because of the defunding the police and all of the other things that they do. They are responsible for the deaths of black people. And whenever you see Black Lives Matter, uh, remember, this is the kill the police organization that takes the police out of black neighborhoods And then the murder of black people goes up dramatically because it is they don't care about black lives. They care about exploiting black lives, not saving black lives, but exploiting black lives. Let's go to John in Jersey City. Mayor, how are you, sir? I'm okay. How are you, my friend? Fine. Thank you. I will be quick. I called to give you an idea for promotion for Tunnels to Towers. It's called Go for Two where we get everybody who's already contributing the $11 and get maybe one Met, one Yankee, do a commercial, let's go for two, and let's turn that 11 into $22 a month and make some more money for Tunnels to Towers. Well, I like that. You see the, you see the one with Bernie, uh, not Bernie Williams. Uh, oh, is it Bernie Williams? No, no, it's Pettit. Pettit, Pettit does a very nice commercial with uh, Frank Silla. Have you seen it on the yes, Yankee games? What? Yes. yes, I have. It's a nice one, isn't it? Yes, it is. You know, I, I should tell that. you that, that Pettit was very, very, and so was Bernie, very affected by September 11. A lot of those Yankee players were. They were, uh, Paul O'Neill was just unreal. He spent hours and hours with the young, with the young children, uh, uh, about 12 hours he spent one day there. And, uh, and over the years, they've been enormously helpful to Tunnel to Towers and then other organizations. I've, I've asked them to help you. That's a very, very good idea. I'm glad that, I'm glad that you uh, came up with it. And I'll, I'm, I'm sure if Frank isn't listening, I'll pass it on to him. But, uh, yeah, Tunnel to, Towers has, uh, Tunnel to Towers has tremendous support in the sports community. And I, and I should mention, of course, uh, in fairness, the Mets, the, Mets, uh, the Mets were the first team to wear – the police, uh, fire, and Port Authority hats. They, 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 they were the first one who thought of it, and they called up and asked if we could send them a whole bunch of hats, and we had it shipped to them. And uh, quickly the Yankees found out about it, and they wanted it. And then other teams wanted it. And, uh, and then they tried to get Bobby Valentine to stop, and Bobby, as usual, told the commissioner to go stuff it. The hell with you. I'm going to wear my hats the way I want to wear my hats, not the way you tell me. I think they they may have fined them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But look, you got to stand up for something. It's a lot better doing that than kneeling during the national anthem, isn't it? Gosh, I'm looking at a picture right now of coolest Biden and uh, Mohammed bin Salman uh, fist pumping. And the expression on Ben Salman's face. I can't imagine what he was thinking. It's got to be, you know, you grow up uh, there in Saudi Arabia with the United States, you know, the biggest nation on earth, the strongest nation on earth, the country that has the biggest military, uh, the country that has the most money, the country that has... What do you think he thinks when he talks to Biden 
about us having elected him president. Because when you watch him, when you're next to him and you watch him, and you, you, and you know anything about elderly people, which I'm sure they do in their society because they have a lot of old people, you know the guy's senile. I mean, you know it. You know he's like the people you see in the nursing home. Somebody's got to help feed him, stuff like that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And then, and then, of course, he gets a chance to say, who do I go with? Do I go with Biden and trust him, or do I go with Putin, who looks like he's compass menace and uh, knows what he's doing? So Putin's coming there, what, next week? Maybe this week. I wonder, I wonder if he's going to do a fist. I wonder if Putin's going to do a fist pump and beg him for oil. Well, he doesn't actually have to beg him for oil because, you know, what Putin does, Putin does something very, very unusual. Very unusual. He actually uses his own oil. He actually buys oil from his own country, which is a terrible thing to do. You know that. Biden, Biden doesn't buy oil from his own com- country or, uh, or natural gas because if you buy it from your own country, it affects climate change. But if you buy it from another country and they extract it, it doesn't affect climate change. That's what Kerry told him. And he believes it. So he may be, we may be extracting exactly the same amount of oil and natural gas. We may even be doing it less safely in those other countries in America. But if you don't do it in America, then it doesn't affect climate change. You understand what I'm saying now, don't you? Or are you about to put off the show saying Giuliani lost his mind? That's what you should be doing right now. You should be putting off the show saying Giuliani has completely lost his mind. He's become as idiotic as Biden. I mean, it is a good question that's going to be asked, I think. I think this question is going to be asked in history, like 50 years from now by historians. How did we elect him? Well, I'm going to, I know what historians are going to write because I have the material that eventually will overcome the censorship and prove how he was elected. But even with that, he got a lot of votes. I mean, even if you were to straighten out all of the improprieties in the election, he got 70, whatever. I mean, he got a lot of votes. What? what how could you vote for him in the, in, in, the, in, the ba- in the basement? In the basement. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, the... The two political parties are going through a massive, massive change as far as their makeup. It's a seismic change, really. It's been going on for quite some time. It, 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 it predates Trump, but Trump accelerated it. I mean, I saw it started happening in the 90s, but I think it is the uh, – let me make it in broad strokes as possible – the Republican Party was always the party of the rich and of the corporations and of the of the of the of the uh, important people and the and the Democrats were the party of the poor, the party of the middle class, the party of the working people. Well, the Democratic Party now, a good good section of it, the left wing section of it, is a party of the ideologues of the of the left wingers, the uh, the communists, uh, the guys that are Marxists and. Uh, the guys who follow angles and the, uh, the guys who have been trained by uh, domestic uh, uh, and, and Chinese communists, uh, like the Black Lives Matter people, all trained by communists or, um, 
or uh, Obama and Hillary uh, have, having training in Chicago from what were really communist groups. Uh, so you've got that going on. You've got the, you know, divide America group that doesn't really care about poor people, middle class people, whatever. Just it just wants to divide America, so we can get rid of American nationalism and become part of one big liberal world order. Well, in that process, there go the unions, there go the uh, middle class people that work, and what and 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 who who become the favored ones, the people that don't work. That's why you that's why you give them more for not working than working. That's why you allow open borders, even if it ends up with massive drug overdoses in the United States. It's worth it to get all these people in here who are dependent and therefore you can boss them around and tell them what to do. And given the ridiculous policies of the Democratic Party, there's not, nobody left uh, to vote for them. Who's going to vote for a, a country, a, a party that creates this kind of inflation. I mean, 92% of the American people don't want to. Who's going to, who's going to vote for, for, for a party that puts up as a president a guy that gives away our most valuable air base defending us against China for nothing and leaves $85 billion worth of equipment behind for terrorists? Who's going to vote for a party like that? Except a, 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 a group of people that somehow have figured out America has to be destroyed and remade. The, the the reset, the change that Obama talked about, which is to make us into a socialist, one-world-type country. That's the aim that we have. And uh, the reality is that this is the election in which we have to take care. We have to take care of it. We've got to. We've got to. We've got to do something about it. But these two parties are changing. It's the, the Republicans are now represent the deplorables, the uh, the the taco, the taco eaters, the what else are we? Um, oh, the uneducated, the unwashed. Um, we're, you know, we just don't we just don't understand. We're just not um, uh, uh, sharp enough and smart enough to understand the Hill, the Hillary's and the Biden's and. Because they're so much so much smarter than we are, and of course they are allowed because they're so much smarter than we are, and because they're going to bring about the one uh, world order, they're allowed to commit enormously serious crimes, and uh, acquire tremendous wealth which we're not allowed uh, to uh, to do. And that's the that 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 is the dividing line in America today, and uh, unfortunately. When that double standard exists, you can't unite a country. You just can't. It's just it's just useless to try to um, to try to unite a country when one group of people, you know, is is picked on like uh, you know Bannon. Bannon is being tried, and they want to put him in jail in a dispute over executive privilege. And Hunter Biden is walking the streets having bought a thirty-eight revolver as a drug addict, which is a 10-year felony, and lying on the form, which is another three-year felony, and having the Secret Service fix the case for him, or try to fix the case for him, sorry. And nobody cares. Or those who care can't do anything about it because this is a... a, a Democratic dictatorship federal government right now in terms of the criminal 
the criminal justice system. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the mayor's final words. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show and with the Tunnels of Towers Mayor's final thoughts. T2T.org. That's the organization that takes care of our most important heroes, the men and women in uniform who are killed trying to serve us and, and, and protect us, and those who are catastrophically injured and therefore need homes and, and, and special homes so that they can have a maximum amount of independence, which they are entitled to. And it's your obligation, I believe, to help them. And you can do that with an $11 contribution per month to T2T.org. It's T, the number 2 T.org. I want you to just uh, get a flavor of, you know, what's going on in the streets with this Black Lives Matter, which... You know, from the very beginning, over the last two years, I've been trying to tell you is a kill the police organization. When you hear about NBA with Black Lives Matter and Major League Baseball with Black Lives Matter and all these companies with Black Lives Matter and they collect all this money and they steal it. And Patrice Coors is a Marxist and they're trained by Weather Underground, who also kill police. This is a kill police organization. And... uh it 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 uh, doesn't give a damn uh, one way or the other at all about um, oh all the children who were killed in Chicago over the last six months or 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 this mother now who uh, was almost killed uh, by uh, by someone that a police officer uh, I think a sharpshooter killed and saved their lives. But now uh, Black Lives Matter was trying to make trouble in Minnesota. So let's let's listen to. Um, Let's listen to Cut 11. There's bullet there was casings in the hallway. The shot went through my door to the pillar to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. They shouldn't know. It doesn't matter. He shouldn't have been dead. Y'all should have came and helped him when he was alive. Let's listen to 12, too. This is what Black Lives Matter does for the community. This is what it does for the black community. It gets them killed. Yeah. 
Yeah. When you defund the police, when you attack the police so that they are reluctant sometimes to take the actions that they have to take, when you, uh, uh, when you give them second thoughts about what they have to do to protect you and, and you get the kind of increases in murder we've had over the last two years, mo- mostly in Black Lives Matter cities, uh, they're getting black people killed left and right. And nobody cares. Nobody cares because they're politically correct. Meanwhile, American corporations support them and give them money and take care of them. And they are partners with the Democrat Party. Uh, They are both supported by George Soros, as are the DAs. He's the major contributor to all three. And you you might remember, you know, when we went through the massive number of riots in 2020, we saw Schumer and we saw Pelosi all kneeling down uh, with them, taking a knee, uh, just like them because they are a part and parcel of the Democratic Party. And that's why these records for crime are all taking place in Democrat cities. You have got to vote them out of office. And I say to members of the black community, you've got to vote. You've got to vote out of office to people that have been representing you for so long, like in Chicago, and nothing's been done. Nothing. Not a damn thing. I remember Elijah Cummings, may he rest in peace standing in front of his uh, 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 district about four, five, six years ago, saying nobody's ever done anything for this district in 25 years, and he's represented it for 23. Uh, it should have been the end of his career. He should have been thrown out. He, 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 he was so uh, sure that no one would question him. He, he, it never even occurred to him that may, maybe he had an obligation to do something about that community, except make his wife very rich. This has got to be faced. It's got to be changed. And if you want to bring down crime in America, and if you care about black lives, not the, not the Communist Party, but black lives, not pulling off 20, 30 million so you can build a beautiful house, not doing a, you know, a Jesse Jackson, but you really care, then you listen to what that woman was saying. And you take it seriously. Because if we, don't, if, we don't, if we don't handle that, then we don't make the changes that have to be made. Let's go to Carl. Hi, Carl. Sounds like we lost Carl. So we'll go to Chris. Chris. Looks, well, I think we lost everyone. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask you to kind of concentrate on the, the what's going to go on with this January 6th committee now. Because the whole idea of the crime that was committed here is that Trump, Trump was contesting an election after hearings a tenuous path to indict Trump, says the New York Times in the headline yesterday. Of course, there's a tenuous path to indict him. He didn't commit a crime. But that's what, so what? This is like the third time they've tried to, tried to get him for not committing a crime. This is the same group that tried to uh, get him indicted for, for uh, collaborating with the Russians. The same group of liars. Why don't you think they're lying about this too? Trump had every reason to believe that there was a certain amount of voter fraud. In fact, quite a bit of voter fraud in the election there were witnesses there were documents there were there were pictures there were charts 
wasn't based on his imagination. It was based on thousands of affidavits. And he had every right to contest it as an American. Although we have a double standard. But we're not going to have one because we're going to change it. God bless America. Remember, God bless America.